0: We are the family of God. Mm-hmm. Striving to okay be. Yeah. With we, are we are people of more. We are Ready to receive our, our King. Let's sing. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. Yeah. For Christ our yeah. Lord. We are people of more. of God, we are we doing do more. 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 Yeah, yeah. We have victory in every world. We're teach more. 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 Yeah. Saving souls in the lost crystal. let oh, say, oh. Oh. oh, yeah. yeah. Of Christ, our yeah. Lord, Tell them we are more. We're love more. say, Oh, oh. 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 Yeah. oh, We are. We're going love Tell more. Tell them we're going to learn more. Than we did before. Gonna us love love more. more. We will yeah. love the Son of God we are. We go. do Everything we more Everything about life. We have to remember. We everyone. gotta teach the gospel the preach. teach more. Oh, yeah. Saving souls yeah. in the lost yeah. restored. Sing to, sing sing are, sing Christ sing Lord, sing to, sing to, sing to, of God, we are learn are we to more, seven teach you more, we are we are everything is for Christ. we are to we people people are bigger, people bigger, we are people let's sing sure all we are Christ alone we are people of love say we are
1: I am truly glad and thankful to be before you here on a Sunday morning. And I was talking to Chris before I came up here. I said, Chris, how much time do I have? And Chris says, how much time do you want to take? I said, y'all in trouble. Amen. Thankful to God to be here on this Sunday morning. Thankful to God to be here on this wonderful day by God yes, and also, too, uh, thankful to be here by your fine uh, minister, Brother Chris Stevens. Uh, I've known Chris over the years, and I remember when Chris was singing all the time, and then when he got into preaching, and Brother, I'm tell you something, you are doing that thing. Amen. You keep doing what you're doing. Amen. Uh, He's doing a wonderful job here. I, I had told Chris when I first got here that uh, this is the first time I've been to Avenue G, and I said, y'all, the building is nice. And, and I'm, I'm a big believer in when you, uh, not only you do ministry, but you make sure that you continue uh, to do the ministry holistically. What I mean by that is that everything, the building, you know, the worship service, uh, everything that you do for God must be on point. Amen. I'm a big believer of that. So uh, uh, thankful uh, for him doing that and thankful for you working with him. So I'm thankful for all the leadership here who are working with him, all the brothers and sisters who are doing a great job in that effort. Also, too, want to thank uh, my family, uh, my wife, my mother, my mother-in-law, my, my other mother-in-law, Janet, everybody, amen. Uh, um, uh, my CU family that showed up, see you in the house, amen, I see him, uh, Carlos, amen, Adrian, amen. Well, uh, Brian, I see you, my brother, yeah. And so I appreciate them uh, greatly for, for coming here this morning. And uh, also, you know, over the years, I have, you know, known my Amy and also uh, Uncle Dougie, amen, and the other people I see here, Brother Voice and Brother uh, uh, brother Arnold. And so I've known over the years, and it's good to see uh, them as well. And I'm going to tell you something. Where, where's Joshua? There you go. My brother, uh, yeah, for those who don't know, uh, Joshua and Chris came down to a lectureship back in Waco. I remember that lectureship, my brother? And Chris did a good job of speaking, but. Uh, Josh did a good job of singing, but it's like you missed a step. It's like when I got here, you continued on from the lectureship. Amen. It's an awesome job. I'll Continue to do, keep doing what you're doing, my brother. Amen. Amen. Um, the title I have for my lesson, you know, when Chris told me about the, um, you know, the, the you know, the, the, the how you do the one word series and how it was going to be after songs, you know, the first thing that popped my mind, Wayne was was Marvin Gaye. Amen. Now I'm a child of the of the '90s. Part of the eighties. Amen. But, but I still growing up, you know, my wife always teased me because she always talking about she know more old music than, than I do. That's still up to, for debate. Amen. But, but it's something about that old music. Amen. I see brothers, Curtis Mayfield, Marvin Gaye. You know, I can go on and on about, about old music. I, I, I like, you know, you know, new music, some of that Martin stuff. I don't know. Amen. But, uh, but you know, I thought the title was fitting here. You're looking at Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. If you're able, you can. Please stand with me this Sunday morning. If you have your Bible, come with me to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17 and verse number 11. Luke chapter 17 and verse number 11. We're going to read God's word together here this Sunday morning. Again, that's Luke chapter 17. In verse number 11. If you haven't, say amen. What would the Bible say here at verse number 11? The Bible says, And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. As he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers which stood afar off. Watch what they say here in verse number 13. And they lifted up their voice and said, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go and show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass as they went. You may be it this morning. Thank you. We read God's word together. And it came to pass as they went. They were cleansed. I like to this Sunday morning, looking at Luke seventeen as our platform of study, and looking at closely verses eleven through nineteen, dealing with the text here this morning, I want to talk to you about a subject or idea entitled Mercy, Mercy, Me. Mercy, Mercy, Me. You know, when you look at Jesus in the text. You know, Christ did quite a bit of things. He only was here for three years. But in that three-year ministry, we see a trailblazer. We see a powerful teacher and savior. Jesus is not only the way maker, but also he's a mighty miracle worker. His fame and notoriety across the whole entire region was awesome. We knew that people would hear the name Jesus when flocked to him. Crowds and the multitude would come, and they would hear what the man at Nazareth had to say. The carpenter out of Capernaum was dazzling people; he was amazing people, and he was able to talk to people in a way to really get them hooked on the kingdom. But also, we know that the Lord was also one who would, when he go through the wayside or he go through different towns or cities that he was known to heal people. And as he was traveling through this city, the Bible tells us that it was 10 leopards, 10 men, who were standing afar off. And the Bible says that all 10 of these men had leprosy. Now, if you know anything about leprosy, leprosy was a very, very debilitating disease. Leprosy, when when it dealt with you, when it hit you, it would not only deteriorate and rot your skin, but also it would attack your nervous system. Now, there's one part of the physical thing that deals with leprosy. But also, people who had contracted leprosy had to deal with a devastating lifestyle. What are you saying, preacher? Well, if you had leprosy, you were not no longer allowed to be around society. You were shunned. You was ostracized. And not only that, you had to live in communities with other lepers. You could only stand so far to people, so many feet, when you come in contact to another person. And not only that, family, you had to either wear a sign or you had to announce that you were unclean when you had leprosy. Can you imagine these men not only had a death sentence, but also was shunned and it was rejected from every commonality of they knew. These men also, family, they you know when they dealt with leprosy, nobody wanted to deal with them. No one wanted to look at them. Nobody wanted to touch them. No one wanted to encounter them. And so these men are dealing with this powerful disease. And when you see when they plead for Jesus, when they cry out for the Lord, it also makes sense that they're pleading for their lives. The Greeks and the Romans called this the living death. Leprosy was nothing to play with. There was no cure for it. And so these men here crying out for the Lord, asking for mercy, asking the Lord for help. There are two things, church family, that stands out here this morning that I like about this text. The first thing they said is, Jesus, have mercy on us. But also, too, they call the Lord Master. But when you look at the word mercy up close, watch what it says here in Psalm 136 and verse number one. Psalm 136, let's go real quick. Psalm division 136. And verse number one. And watch what the Bible says here in verse 1. All have it, say amen. And the Bible says, it says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And what? And for his mercy endure forever. Oh, give thanks unto God of gods, for his mercy endure forever. Y'all with me here this morning? Stay hooked now. Verse number three. It says, oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords for what? His mercy endureth for I, I, think you get the picture here this morning, church family. In other words, it says that what God's mercy is not only mind-blowing, but God's mercy never tires out. Watch what it says here in Second Corinthians chapter one. 2 Corinthians chapter one. And verse number one. Second Corinthians chapter one. And verse number one. And what the Bible says here in verse one. It says Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. By the will of God and Timothy, our brother. Unto the church of God, which is at Corinth with all the saints which you are at in our Achaia. Now watch verse two. It says, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from what? The Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father, what, of mercies, and the God, what, of all comfort. Paul preaching here this morning, amen. He said not only what is that? he has what? He's a master over comfort." but also he says that what well, he is the god of what all mercy morning mercy the mercy that allows you to get up in the morning and be able to start your day daytime mercy the mercy that allows you to be able to go throughout your day and allow you to go from to and fro in Your life, nighttime mercy, the mercy allows you what that God watch you sleep and slumber and watches over you at nighttime. And then, church friend, what I like about this in Lamentation 3 verses 22, Chris, the Bible says that God is so bad to the bone that now He what, He now allows us to what, what, utilize the old mercy, but He gives us what, new mercy every day. New mercy for old problems. New mercy for yesterday challenges. New mercy for old things that we still didn't win. New mercy for yesterday conflicts. He says he is what? Mercy. And watch this family. Not only did they say mercy this morning, Chris, but I like what it says. It said master. Watch what it says here. Go back real quick to Luke 17. And verse number 11, Luke 17, and verse number 11. Drop down real quick to verse 13. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Not only did they see him as Lord, not only did they view him as Savior, but they also seen him as Master And family, this morning, I'm going to tell you something. We can never get somewhere and be at the true aspirations that God wants us to be. We have to see God, not not just as Savior, not just as big brother Jesus, but also what? He has to be master. Master of the circumstance. Master of the situation. Master of your misery and mess. But then I like Hebrews chapter 12. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12. Watch what it says here in Hebrews chapter 12. And verse number one. Hebrews chapter 12. And verse one number one. And one of my brothers, you have that, Brother Wayne the Chris, you have that? What is, what is uh, uh, Brother Doug, what is it says here in Hebrews chapter 12? Therefore. And verse one. Yeah, go ahead, my
2: brother. Read. Therefore we also. Yes. Since we are surrounded. Come on. By so great a cloud of witnesses. Cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight. Every weight. And the sin which so easily Come on. ensnared Beset us. Yes. And let us run. With endurance, the yeah. rest that is set before Now
1: hold right there, Brother Chris. Now verse 2 is your verse here this morning. Because verse 1, basically what? it is highlights the fact that chapter 11, what? Deals with what? The hall of faith. Or some academics say the heroes of faith. But chapter 12 is for the Christian. It's for the child of God. And it says that now that you have seen all these different examples and templates, what? Who had demonstrated their faith. He says, now watch this now. He says, now it's time for the child of God, the saint, the children of light to be able, what? To cast off all the impediments and those things that are hindering us, what? And run the race, what? That is set before us. Watch what it says here in verse number two. Go ahead, Chris. What the Bible say?
2: Looking unto Jesus, yes, the altar and finisher of our faith. Come on. Who for the joy that was set before him, yes. endured the cross. Come on. Despising the shame, the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now watch this,
1: church family. Now, not only is Christ what is what the altar of our faith, the finisher of our faith, the captain of our faith, but also he has mastery over our faith. The reason why you and I can be able to go and do the things we do and live in this awesome grace that we live in and be able to have the strength to be able to endure not just the COVID times but all times because he is a captain and master of our faith. There are three things I want to deal with here this morning. And Chris already told me I got all the time I want to deal with it. Amen. The first thing is the troublesome team. The troublesome team. Not only were they dealing with trouble, family, but they were in the same kind of trouble. The second thing I want to deal with is the neglectful nine. The neglectful nine. Ten were saved by the Lord, but unfortunately, none of them overlooked the miracle. And lastly, there was the thankful one. The one who came back to give worship. Oh, Lord have mercy. The one who came back to give honor. The one who came back to give glory. The one who was the one outside of the nine. Came what? And let God know how much he meant to him. But talk about the troublesome 10. You and I need to know this morning, friends and family, that trouble is inevitable. It doesn't matter what you do in this life to try to elude trouble. Trouble will find you. It don't matter how long you went to school. Trouble can still be there. It don't matter about your race or your money, who you know or where you're from. Trouble don't care about that. Trouble don't care about your your, your politics. Republicans still have trouble. Democrats still have trouble. Libertarians still have trouble. Why? Because trouble is trouble. David had seen trouble. Joshua had seen trouble. Moses had seen trouble. And Paul had seen all kinds of trouble. And when we think about trouble, church family, we know it's going to come, but it's not about if the trouble is going to come, but it is our reaction to the trouble. Find me real quick to James chapter one. James chapter one. And verse number one. James chapter 1 and verse number 1. want one of these preachers, Brother Chris, that I warm up behind the pulpit and then I exercise on the platform. All right. Amen. James chapter 1 and verse number 1. And if you had ever, brother, what the Bible say, read if you will.
2: James, a bond servant of God, yes. and of the Lord Jesus Christ, come on to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, yes. Greetings, uh-huh. my brethren, come on. Count it all joy, yes. When you fall into various trials. Hold
1: right there. Now, there's a couple things there when we look at James one, one through three as we unpack the text. The first thing is he says, "What? Count it what all joy when you what when you fall into divers, what temptation." understand, church family, the problem is is that we know temptation is going to come. We know that trouble is around the corner. That's not our problem. The problem is that you and I don't know how to count. See, I'm, y'all missed that this morning. Let me preach over here. Y'all don't know how to count. See, see, you, you know arithmetic. You know equations. You, you, you know all about math math, math, uh, math and stuff. But when it comes to counting what? Your blessings. And counting God's grace and counting God's favor and counting all the time God has been there for you in prior occasions, we lose our minds. Now it says, it says, counting all joy when you fall. Y'all with me this morning? It says, when you fall in what? Divers, what? Temptation. It says, temptation is going to what? Going to come. It's not the fact. That temptation is going to come. We know that's going to happen. But what the true significance is of the text this morning, family, is this, is that how you and I are going to react when trouble hits our doorstep. It says what? It says, count all joy when you fall in what? diverse temptation. It says what? Knowing that the trying of your faith, what? Worketh patience. hold right there. See, we need to embrace when temptations come. Because if you and I ever want to grow and be fruitful in the Lord. If we want to be able to be to the full stature. And like the Ephesians 4 and 15 say up unto the perfect man. We have to what? Uh, allow ourselves to go through some storms. Because storms have lessons. Storms teach you. See, sometimes you got to go to the university of affliction to get where you're trying to go in this life. And when God brings you to that, then you can look back on the other side and say, God, I'm glad you brought me through that. Because now I am what? I'm a better person. I'm a different person. My talk and walk matches now. And because I'm different, I'm better going forward. Sometimes we got to go through trouble. Watch what it says here in Nahum. Amen. If you don't know this, look at the table of contents. Amen. (laughs) Nahum chapter one, verse number seven. Nahum chapter one, and verse number seven. Whatever the Bible says here in Nahum chapter one, and the seventh verse, it says the Lord is good. Go ahead, my brother. Yes. right there. Y'all know what a stronghold is. Raise your hand if you know what a stronghold is this morning. A stronghold is something that's fortified, okay? It's it's like a fort, you know, how people, all my military guys in here, ex-military, y'all know that forts are strongholds, okay? And what it's telling us, family, is that not only is God good, and he's good all the time, But also, he is a spiritual fortified uh, uh, helping for us. Protection for you and I. And watch what it says here. It says, and he knoweth, then what? That trust in him. him. See, it's not about that you're going to face trouble. The question you and I have this morning is, what are you going to do when the trouble falls in your lap? How are you going to be able to handle the trouble when it comes your way? I'm going to tell you something. God is there waiting for you and I to be able what? To help us and lead us out of our trouble. The problem is that when trouble come our way, we take our trouble to all the type of sources in this life except GOD. But God has said here this morning that if you have trouble, I am the stronghold. I am the facilitator. I am the administrator. I am the good shepherd. I am the bread of life. I am Alpha and Omega. I will help you now in your time of trouble. We all going to have trouble, church family. But the question is, how are you going to deal with your trouble? My wife got me looking at uh, Maury Povich sometimes still. and <laughs> Divorce Court. Amen. And She got me watching Lifetime Wayne. Don't tell nobody. But some of them shows I'll be listening to and I'll be like, Lord have mercy. They got all kind of troubles. And I'll be thinking sometimes, How many of these people, I know you want your 15 minutes of fame. I know you want to get on social media and let everybody know what your trouble you're dealing with. But how many of these people have truly taken that trouble, got on their knees, looked toward the heavens, asked God to help them right now? How many people this morning have looked to God to help you right now? in your trouble. You can't do it by yourself. Amen. Well, you need a God who, who sits high and looks slow, who can help you in your time of need. Watch what it says here in 2nd Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 11. 2nd Timothy chapter 3. Yeah, hold right there my brother. So, so when you look at this family, What I like about Timothy and Titus, there are three letters to the preacher. Amen. Timothy got two. Titus got one. But what I like about this is that Paul was an excellent example to them, encouraging them, and Paul also shared his troubles with those who what he was helping and mentoring to let them know and to explain to them and give them the spiritual insight that just because you deal with calamities and hardship doesn't mean that trouble lasts all day. That it will come, what, and pass on. Psalm 35 said, weeping endures for a night, but joy, what, rises up in the morning. But watch what Paul tells Timothy here. In verse number 10. Go back, drop back one second, uh, Brother Wayne, and start at verse number 10. What does your Bible say this morning? Oh, but, but thou but hast
2: th- fully thrown,
1: yes, my
2: doctrine. Come on, many of life, yes, purpose, come on, faith, yes, long suffering, come on, charity, yes, patience. He
1: says, in other words, you 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 have you have seen what I went through. You knew how you know how I preached God's word. You knew where I stand when it comes to the Lord, his kingdom. You have watched every aspect and nuance of my life. He said, but now I need you to understand something, something here this morning, Timothy.
2: Watch what it says here in verse number 11. Go ahead, my brother. Persecution. Yes. Affliction. Come on. Which came unto me at Antioch. Yes. At Iconium. Uh-huh, Iconium, yes. At Lystra. Yeah, come on. What persecutions yes. I endure. Come on. But... Out of them, all the Lord delivered me. Paul, right there.
1: Is that in your Bible this morning, church family? He says what? Out of them all, the Lord what? Delivered Delivered me. He didn't say it was two out of three. He didn't say it was a certain ratio. He said what? Out of them all, God what? Delivered me out of those afflictions. And here's the genius behind Paul. Paul writes this to Timothy. He says, I was dealing with conflict at Antioch. And, and, and what happened at Antioch is really, it's really interesting because basically they were preaching the gospel, by the way. But then some, some people, Brother the way, got jealous. And, and, and they stirred up the Jews and the Gentiles there. In other words, they had to what? They got, they got kicked out of Antioch. Okay, so Paul says, look, I I was in Antioch. We was preaching, but we had affliction there. So I know, Timothy, what is affliction? He says we had trouble in Iconium. Same thing. But the difference is it was escalated because it went from disunity to a plot to kill Paul and Barnabas. And then he said, I had trouble in Lystria. What are you saying, Paul? He said, in Antioch, they kicked me out of the city. In Iconium, they tried to kill me. But in Lystria, they actually stoned me and left me for dead. And let me tell you something, family. Each one of those storms that Paul had went through was a different storm. But it doesn't matter the complexity of the storm. It doesn't matter of the challenge of the storm. God is more than able through his providence and movement to what? To work in your storm. To change and what? And turn around the storm what? In your favor. God is able to turn the odds against you and move them for you. What he's saying this morning church family, he said, Paul is saying look, he said I had trouble in these different places but guess what? There was still a blessing because if I wasn't going to Lystria, I would never met Timothy in Lystria. So sometimes, family, we're going to have trouble. But do not let trouble hold you down. Do not let trouble hold you back. Amen. Continue to look through trouble. Because trouble sometimes is a wall. Look through trouble with your faith. And know that Christ and God is on the other side of the wall ready to help you in your time of trouble. Now it was a troublesome 10 but also it was the neglectful 9. The word neglect basically means family. Not giving the proper attention or the right care to something. Before you look around each other all of us at one time or another have been neglectful. Amen. Don't, don't look at each other. Amen. Well, oh. just focus on you this morning. Amen. We all at one time in this life have not paid the proper attention to something. And that's okay. Why? Because when you know better, you what? You, you do better. When you grow, you continue what? To do the things now that you have learned and retained. And not the things you've done before. But one of the things, before I leave you this morning, I need you to understand that always work on to never ever to neglect God. Why, preacher? Because God has done so much for you and I. Does anybody here understand the magnitude of what God has done? See, we walk here, we walk to our cars, we drive our cars, we go to our jobs and and, and also too, we got in our vehicles this morning and we got we went we drove here to church, amen. Then you walked to the door, then you sat down. But first you know, you know how we are, we had to have some communion. we have to fellowship, amen. And and we have to what fellowship, right? Do you know how many muscles it take for you to walk? You know how many breaths it takes. You know how your lungs have to be on the right timing for you to be able to take the right breaths at the right time. Do you know that your motor skills and your vernacular has to be together when you drive? See, a lot of times we we trivialize these things. Why? Because what? We have gotten so used to our blessings, but if you ever sit down and realize how good God has been to you And I, and I'm going to tell you something. When it says that we have that grace, we cannot forget about how much grace God has given us. First, he gave us his son. And then God, what? Allowed us, what? To have eternal salvation. And then when you and I mess up, we have a thing called repentance, amen A spiritual 180, what? To what? To get ourselves back up. To dust ourselves up, what? And get back on the right track. Do you know how good God has been to you? There have been so many people who have died through COVID. So many people have been impacted through the last 16 months. Do you know how good God has been to you here this morning? And I'm going to tell you something, family. Sometimes we don't even rationalize how the impact of how good the Lord has been to you and I. I'm going to tell you something, family. He's been good. And I'll I'll deal with that here in a second. I just want to put it on your. I am want to put that ice in your cake, real, real, real second. Amen, for you to understand how good he has been to you and I. Watch what it says here in Hosea chapter four. Hosea chapter four and verse number six. Hosea chapter four, and I need another brother to find me Proverbs chapter one. Proverbs chapter one and hold at verse twenty-four, Hosea four and six, another brother found me. Proverbs chapter one and hold at verse number twenty-four. What does Hosea four and
2: six say? My people. Yes. Are destroyed. Come on. For lack of knowledge. Yes. Because thou has rejected knowledge. Yes. I will also reject thee. Yes. That thou shalt be no priest to me. Hold right there. God said, your issue is not that
1: you're trying to do the right thing. Your issue is that you choose, you willfully choose to reject the knowledge of God. Let me tell you something, family. God's wisdom, like Psalm said, it cries out. It's all over the place, right? God is trying to, to get people to come to him. When God says in Matthew 11 and 20, he says, come to me who are all heavy and labor, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke from me, what? And learn of me. He is giving, what? An invitation for all humanity to come to him and say, what? I want you, what? To come and transform your life and to change your life because God, what? He loves the world. He don't condone what we do, but he loves the world. He wants everybody, what? To come to repentance. But there's so many people who are neglecting God. And then we have the world which is expected, right, to neglect God. But then we have saints who have been around Jesus. Saints who have been exposed to the word. Saints who've been acclimated to the spiritual things of life. Saints who have come and have sat in churches over and over and over again. Saints who knows what what God's word says. We have people who were children of light, and for some reason they have drifted away. They have lost their self. They have went by the wayside. But God is saying right now he says stop neglecting me and come to me why? before it's everlasting too late. Why? Because you never know when God will call you home. Too much neglecting going on, family with God, and we won't neglect anything else. Amen. When them cowgirls, I'm sorry, cowboys on the TV, no neglecting. Texas Longhorns on, or Baylor University, whoever your college team is, no neglecting. When LeBron is on, Amen, and shooting the 18 footers, no neglecting. But when it comes to God, we don't truly input the proper investment. And all God is asking for us to spend is a few hours on Sunday, a few hours on Wednesday. Everything else is yours. But understand this, we can't even do that. But we want to be blessed. Yeah. We want God to help us with our initiatives. We want God to help us with our dreams. We want God to help us when we fall down and can't get back up. But how do you think God feels when you don't spend the proper what time with him? Amen. And it's time to change that. Watch what it says here in Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1. Yeah, and we're going to pick up at verse number 24.
2: Because I have called. Yes. And you refused. Come on. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded.
1: Woo, hold right there. See, one is it, how many times have God called you and you refused to pick up the phone, the spiritual phone? Amen. See, caller ID messed some of y'all up, amen. Amen. <laughs> God is calling, family. And it's time for us to not to continue to do the things we used to do. But it's time what? To spiritually change who we are. Make up our minds and get on the right track with the Lord for his everlasting too late. Watch what it says. I'm almost done. Watch what it says here. Go back real quick to Luke 17. Luke 17. And verse number 13, Luke 17. Luke chapter 17, verse 20. The Bible said what? And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves. Unto the priest. Now, if you know, we know that we're in the Christian dispensation. We know that we are in the New Testament church. Our worship today is in spirit and truth. The worship in the Mosaic dispensation and the law of Moses was of the priests and the sacrificial system. It was a little bit different. And so, but you had a situation when somebody was unclean. You had to ceremonially be either determined by the priests to be clean or unclean. The Bible, you know, what I like about about God, God gave the Jews everything. He gave them their judicial system. He gave them their legal system. He gave them their spiritual system. And part of that spiritual system, he said, when you have mold, when you have something unclean or even leprosy, You have to go to the priest. The priest would examine you and assess you. And after he examined and assessed you, then he would give either a bill of clean or unclean. And so if you were pronounced unclean, you have to quarantine, amen, and go outside of the camp, outside of the city, outside of the village and you would, what, be outside, what, A separated, segmented from society until, what, it was determined whether you got better, you got fixed, or something happened to you. But no matter if you got better, you had to come back to the priest. Y'all with me here this morning? Stay hooked now. You had to come back to the priest, and the priest ceremonially would tell you you were either clean or unclean. He would examine you. He would say, you can go back to society. And Jesus being our master, Jesus, being our awesome teacher, understood the law of Moses. And he said, "He they said, Jesus, have what? Have master, have mercy on us. And he said what? Go show yourself to the priests. Now, if anybody had read that verse, watch what the next verse says because this right here truly shows the Deudamus, the power of God, here in the text. Read verse 13 again, my brother.
2: And they lifted up their, their voices. Yeah. And said, Come on, Jesus, yes. Master, Master, have mercy on us. Come on. And when he saw them, yes. he said unto them, Uh-huh, Go show yourselves. Go show yourself. To the priests. Yes. And it came to pass yes. that as they went. Whew, hold right there is that your Bible this morning, church family?
1: The Bible says what? as what? They went. They went. Go ahead, my brother. They were cleansed. Hold right there. It didn't say they got to the priests. They were cleansed. It didn't say that the priests examined them first, assessed them, and they were cleansed. The Bible says as they went. Ooh, Lord have mercy. Chris, you messed up now, brother. I, I, I don't know. That's, that's too much time for me this morning, my brother. It, it said as they went. See, here's the power of God, church family. God said, you don't need no dermatologist. You don't need no pro care. He says, I got you right now. He said, as they went, they were cleansed. They were cleansed. And then nine of them, whoo, Lord have mercy. Brother Arnold, come on now. Nine of them received the same miracle looked at God, and chalked the deuces. None of them looked at Christ. We got what we want. Holla at you. See, that, that sounds like some of us. Amen? All right. You know, we, we fall on hard times. We hit not this rock bottom, but the bottom of the rock bottom, Brother Joshua. and And, and we're looking for God. And you know how we are, family. Lord, this is my last prayer. If you just help me this time, I'm going to get myself together. But I'm just asking you, God, just to help me one more time. I know I haven't been faithful. I know I've been elusive. I know you can't, I know you can find me, but I haven't been trying to come to your church. I haven't had heaven in my mind or or, what, or his church in his rear view. But I'm asking you to help me one more time. How many times have people done that? How many times have we have done that? See, sometimes, family, we have been neglectful. And see, what bothers me is when, when you go to the place, the church, and no one else could help you. No one else could open up the door. No one else can make what? Provide the miracle. G-O-D, God was the only one who could help you. And we, what? We receive the blessing and what? We get ghosts. And we'll see him again on Christmas, Easter, or whenever. Come on now. We have to what? We have to give God everything. He has to be in our lifestyle. We have to have discipleship. We have to have stewardship. On, Gospel is 24-7 living. Romans 12, 1 talked about what? I am a living sacrifice. Holy and what? But presentable unto what? Unto God not to my friends not to my co-workers not to my supervisor not to my family but to God and because we're living sacrifices it's supposed to be every day I'm going to tell you something can you imagine watch this family all 10 they going home because they've been in this leopard community for so long they're trying to go home amen probably ain't seen their families I don't know how long, but the Bible. Watch what it says here, brother Dougie. It says, "What as they went, they were
2: what cleansed. They were cleansed." Watch what the Bible says. Read, my brother. And one of them. Yes. When he saw. Yes. That he was healed. Uh huh. Turned back. Yes. And with a loud voice. Yes. Glorified God. Hold right there.
1: Y'all know what I think would happen, brother Wayne. I think that this this brother he he was leaving. And the mother nine guys, Joshua, they went on their way, but then he, what, the Bible, you know, the Bible said that he saw that he was cleansed. I think he looked at his, his arms. I think he felt his face. I think he started to jump back in what, his historical time machine. And see all the times when he was shunned and ostracized. Rejecting how people would laugh at him. People turn their back on him. I think he remembered all the times, family, when he couldn't get a, what, a, a good meal. All the times when he was traveling with torn up clothes. He probably remembered that he ain't seen his family in so long. He probably remembered that it's been so long since I've been in my hometown. He said, I looked at myself. He said, I cannot what, just keep going. I got to go back and talk to this man. The man who has healed me. The man who has changed me. The man who has transformed me to give him what glory. Right. glory to give him worship to give him honor bible say he turned back am i right about it brother dougie yes sir go ahead and read what the bible says and fell down yeah. on his face yeah. at his feet he said you're the only one who could have done this I'm thankful to God that you took time out of your majestic mandate to come and look at me to talk to me to fix me to lift me to change me to edify me to transform me And I'm going to tell you something family there are a lot of people today who have forgot to return back and give God some glory God has helped you. God has laid out the red carpet for your family. Gave you something that no one else could give. But yet, you forgot about him. I'm not talking to nobody in this morning like this, remember? Amen? I think everybody here, we're good, right? But just in case, if you have forgotten to return back to God... I want you to think about here this morning. I'm closing. This is my this is my lesson for this morning. But I don't want you to be the troublesome teen. I want you this morning to help me, you and I, to together be that thankful one. The one outside of the nine. You and I. It's time for us to go back and say, Lord, I want to thank you. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17 says, pray without season. But verse 18, which is your verse to this morning, says what? And give thanks for everything. God, I just wanted to just go to you right now. We want to go to you right now, God. And everything that we have forgotten to say, thank you. Now we want to say, Lord, we thank you. God, we want to go back this morning and say, every nuance every element every granularity that we miss in our blessing we want to say thank you lord when i was on a highway fell asleep but you still saved me i want to say thank you lord when you provided food for me when i couldn't find food somewhere in other stores i want to say thank, thank, you. thank you job when nobody else to give me a job i want to say thank you family to we truly said thank you to god this morning you wouldn't be here this morning it wasn't for the movement of God. And Christ says the, the prolific words here this morning. Watch what he says as I close out. What he says to the man who fell down in worship. He fell on his feet and he worshipped. Go ahead my brother.
2: You get inside the but, but, you okay? and he fell down on, yes. on his face. Yes. At his feet. Yes. Giving him thanks. Come on. And he worshipped. And he was at Samaritan. Uh-huh. And Jesus answering said, Come on. Were there not ten clintons? Oh, right there. He said, Where's the other nine at?
1: Didn't all ten get the same miracle? Ooh, that, that sounds like a sermon right there. What Chris said. That's not like a sermon right there, Chris. <laughs> didn't, didn't all ten go to the same worship service at Avenue G? Didn't all ten get the same word? Didn't all ten got the same praises of God? Where are the other nine at? Amen. See, God is saying if you all receive the same thing, then where is, why is there a delta? Why is there a variant? Why is there a distinction here this morning? He said all of us, what, should be what? The same people got the same, what, gift from God. We should
2: all be here right now. Remember what the Bible says. But where are the nine? Yes. They are not found. Come on. That return to give glory to God. Yes. Save the stranger. Hold right there.
1: You know why it, it highlighted that he was Samaritan? Well, first of all, the Samaritan Jews had no dealings. They hated each other. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to tell you something about trouble. When you're have, when you're in trouble, hate go out the window. <laughs> Y'all missed that. When when, when you, you, it can be your mortal enemy. But when you in trouble, hello somebody. That hate, what? That hate has what? No relevance. Amen. He said this was a Samaritan man. What? And Let me tell you something. The reason why I highlight the Samaritan man, why? He said because the Jews knew about God. They understood God. They knew the power of God. They knew what all about his doctrine and tenets and everything. But he's hiding the Samaritan man. Why? Because the Samaritan man, even though he don't know what y'all know, he had enough common sense and spiritual intellect to come back and tell God how good he is. So I'm here this morning, family. If you are needing some mercy, God is the one to go to. If trouble has fallen on your lap, the Lord is ready to assist you and help you right now. If you are ready to return back and give God some glory, you've been away too long. God what? He has spared you. You got something to be thankful for. God has what? Has took care of your family. You have something to be thankful for. He wants you now what? To come on back. Come home. For it's everlasting too late. If you're here this morning and you're not a member of the Lord's body, we know we must hear God's word. Romans 10, 17. We also must believe his word according to John 8 and 24. Hebrews 11 and 6. We must repent. Repentance, like I said before, is a spiritual 180. It means that you no longer go the way you used to go, but you turn the other way. See, if you do a 360, you just what? You're going to what? Be in place. Amen? And you're going to be a dizzy sinner. Amen? But if you do a 180, a 180 means that what? You're going this way. But then because God has called you what? To spiritual repentance. Now you go this way. And you go away. And you renounce what you used to do. you got to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He is the Son of God according to Acts 8 and 37, John eleven twenty-seven, 27, and lastly, baptism is commanded. There's water in the plan, according to Matthew 28, 19, and 20, Mark chapter 16, 15, and 16. And what baffles me, Brother Wayne, is that people say, well, we don't need to baptize, but first of all, it's commanded by the Lord. I don't get that, but they don't understand this, baptism is all over the New Testament church. Is it Acts 2 at Pentecost? Is it Acts 10 with Cornelius? Is it Acts 16 two times with Lydia and also uh, with the Philippian Jerry at the midnight hour? Is it Acts 19? Let me quit. I'm, I'm done. Amen. Uh, uh Baptism all over the place. And now the question for you here this morning, if you're not part of the Lord's body, before it's everlasting too late, what choice are you going to make this morning? You tried it your way. Your way's not working. But God is crying out here this morning all right. and saying, my son died over 2,000 years for you. He died at Calvary. He was mocked by them. He was beaten and tortured by the Romans. He walked down the Via Della Rosa uh, six football fields up to Golgotha and he was crucified before all men. And finally, the Roman centurion had enough sense, brother Arnold, to say, "Surely this must be the Son of God." Here's the question this morning: Have you come to your senses this morning and say, "Surely this must be the Son of God"? Yes. If you have, guess what? Avenue G awaits you. What? I see the baptism pool right here. Amen. It's ready. Amen. Well, if you want to come to the water, they're ready for you here this morning. Well, I need to think about it. That's fine. Don't think too long. Tomorrow may not be your day. Next week may not be for you. Well, I'm young. Young don't mean nothing. The graves got what? Small graves and medium sized graves and tall graves. Amen. You're not promised what? Tomorrow. But guess what? God what? Through his providence and through his favor and mercy and through his awesome grace has has you here at this moment. What you going to do about this moment? Y'all already know, family, what you've been through. It's time for you to go ahead and get your life right with the Lord. Yeah. Hope I've said something that can help you. Hope I said something that can really make you think this morning. Yeah. I want to thank Brother Chris and all those here and every Jew who allowed me to come and give you a word. I'm trying to find. I guess I oh there you go. I'm looking for my 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 uh, makeshift handkerchief. Amen. Well, <laughs> um, if you're here this morning and. You want to give your life to the Lord? You can do that, or you need prayer. Whatever it is, won't you come? They all sing a song this morning. Invitation.
0: Thank you, thank you, Lord. Come on and say thank. thank you. Wanna thank you, Lord? Well, I wanna say thank, thank.